0: Another, digi- another, digi- another digital citizen. Another digital d- citizen. Another digital citizen.
1: Another digital citizen. Another citizen.
2: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the last episode of Another Digital Citizen. Not the last episode because we want to, but because it's the end of the world. Hello, look.
3: Hi, bro. Hi, everybody. That's right. And World War Three happening here.
2: I mean, right when when you hear Poland. Why is it always fucking Poland, Luke? Why the fuck is it always Poland? If the AI was going to take over because
3: of how dumb Americans are to, to the planet, <laughs> and it didn't do it this week, yeah. I don't think it's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's a hundred and ten percent correct. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, we will talk about that in the news a little bit later, but how's your week been?
3: Uh, good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What I, Was there anything exciting that happened this week? I feel like there was. I don't know, just working and,
2: uh, working and playing, right? I, I mean, the exciting thing was your bathroom.
3: Yeah, working on the bathroom, like yeah. do a, uh, tiling a shower, tiling my shower. Mm-hmm. That's a, a, it's kind of exciting. It's not that exciting, but kind of exciting. Well, it was it was very pretty to look at. It's exciting for me. I don't know that it's exciting for anybody else to listen to. It is for me. I guess so.
2: <laughs> I I get excited a bit on your behalf. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, there's a football thing going on soon. So I'm looking forward to that. Everybody else is uh, going to boycott it, but I'm—I've decided I'm not. Uh, okay. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah. I mean, other than that, I don't, there was just like some interesting news and interesting TV stuff happened this week. I guess. I mean. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pretty Definitely. focused on what's been going down in the news in the last 24 hours so that's where my mind is like <laughs> yeah has been i can't really think of anything else right now like my brain is like so focused on the what's, what's been going on well not i mean and then the, everything else that's happened in the last 24 hours but yes right you
2: mean someone's running again right <laughs> yeah we'll get into that let's do poland first um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the sentence they have heard, uh, before. <laughs> Poland says NATO, <laughs> uh, oh, Poland
3: and NATO say missile strike that killed two wasn't a Russian attack. So yesterday, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, it, m- midday, was it midday for you th- when Some, this happened? Something, something, like, something that, like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. NATO member Poland and the head of the military alliance both said on Wednesday that the missile strike yesterday in Polish farmland uh, did not appear to be intentional and was probably launched by air defenses from Ukraine. Russia had been bombarding Ukraine at the time. Uh, Ukrainian defenses was launching their missiles in various directions and it is highly probable that one of these missiles unfortunately fell on Polish territory. There is nothing, absolutely nothing to suggest it was an intentional attack on Poland. Polish president uh Duda Duda
2: Duda, duda. Yeah, something like <laughs> da da. yeah do
3: Duda Mhm
2: um
3: so yeah <laughs> duda, I was definitely day. waiting yesterday for that to come out I was even talking to people somebody was like oh uh Russia just attacked Poland and I was like um mm-hmm. okay and I'm, I I was like I don't see any confirmation of that and they said well the our, the president of the United States just came out and said it it must be true right and I was like mm-hmm. I'd rather hear that confirmation from the president of Poland not the president mm-hmm. of the United States but mm-hmm. and I think that uh, comes to be true uh, waking up the next morning right uh, yeah oh definitely there's definitely a lot of kind of um outlandish coverage of this last mm-hmm. night here in America. I don't know how it was in Norway for you this morning and everything.
2: Oh, I was like, oh, uh, well, everybody was like, oh, Russia, shit, bet really. Uh, Russia, read what Russia have, have done. Oh, this is terrible what Russia have done, and so on. All the so news like, articles and, so and
3: headlines, like on, you know, the, and you know, graphics on all the news stations that I saw all the headline was like worded in a way where it said Russian made missile hits Mm -hmm. Poland. And and I'm going, why would they add that in if they knew it was Russia, they would just say Russian missile. And so it made me instantly kind of question it. And so that's when I was like, okay, I got to wait for like actually to hear what Poland has to say about this. And before that was before Biden came out and made an announcement from Bali, mm-hmm. um, for where he's at the G7, I think? Or G20, one or the right. other. One of the Gs. I'm sure that Bali is super nice this time of year. I'd like to go to Bali Um, right now. Uh, it's pretty cold, sure cold here.
2: <laughs> it's not nice
3: every, every time. To uh, most time of the time year? The year. Yeah, there's probably yes. a, There's probably like monsoon season, which probably is kind of gnarly, but... uh. But yeah, he came out and made an announcement saying that he didn't think he he didn't think it was a Russian missile, and that mm-hmm. kind of uh, it curbed the the coverage from a lot of the uh, news agencies. Uh, I think a lot of people were going kind of like how how could it have been a Russian made missile. And yet now they're saying it came from Ukraine. But what we're reading here right. is that it is a Soviet era missile. A Polish president said the missile was probably a Russian made S 300 dating from the Soviet era Ukraine, which was once part of the Soviet union field, Soviet and Russian made weaponry, including air defense missiles. And has also seen seized many Russian weapons uh, while fighting uh, Ukraine. Russian forces sorry um, so yeah they had this was like a Soviet era Russian missile that was fought that was flying out of Ukraine
2: and uh, accidentally
3: hit Poland somehow yeah
2: yeah uh, the only thing is that uh, of course Ukraine's minister said uh, this is uh, not Ukrainian. So, Vladimir Zelensky said uh, that it wasn't uh, Ukrainian, so...
3: It says here, you, uh, Vladimir Zelensky disputed the preliminary findings and demanded evidence. He told reporters he had no doubts about the report. He said he he had personally received from his top commanders that it wasn't our missile or our missile strike. So, he, like you said, yeah. Mm. Uh, but, also uh general Jen Stoltenberg of NATO says uh that overall is not sp- d- b- not to specifically uh, blame Ukraine the blame is on Vladimir Putin's war this is a quote this is not Ukraine's fault russia bears the ultimate responsibility i i don't know about
2: that necessarily I don't really think that's a thing yeah I'm I'm just glad it isn't Germany because I, I think
3: then... <laughs> I think he's trying to like make the the case that like well they started the war those missiles wouldn't have yeah. been flying if they hadn't have started this right. war and it's like okay
2: it, uh, yes that is kind of
3: true but I think this really goes into what we've talked about in a great depth in the past is like just one little mm. mistake in a situation like yeah. this like this was this if this was actually unintentional. And was just a mm-hmm. oops, we accidentally hit yeah. uh, Poland with a Russian missile, and it wasn't even Russia that did it. Like that little mistake can be, like you said, like the start of a chain reaction mm-hmm. of, right? Like how, like how did all the other world wars started? It was one
2: little like <laughs>
3: right. one little thing, right? A
2: mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and ninety uh, percent of it started in Poland. Luckily, in the
3: last week. Uh, US uh, and Russian uh, diplomacy has actually uh, gotten it somewhat better. And so, mm-hmm. uh, if that wasn't there, if the talks weren't starting to happen, this could have been probably worse, right? Because we mm-hmm. wouldn't have, there would have been less communication between the two sides, yeah?
2: You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I know I was a little facetious and saying that. This is the last episode of the podcast and everything, but I was, I, I mean, I i have been worried before, uh, but I, I have to say that when when I read this news, I was like, holy shit, here we go.
3: <laughs> well, there was lots of discussion yesterday of Poland, uh, what, what do you call it, uh, they're part of NATO, and there, there's certain articles in the NATO treaty that is like Article 5, which is like... Uh, if any country is attacked, all the countries can agree to attack the country that attacked that NATO country, which could be what would happen. But then there's also Article 4, apparently, which everybody was talking about yesterday, which is like an individual NATO country can say, hey, we feel like we're being attacked and they can uh, right. induce article four and start a war between NATO and whatever country that is. Obviously now that we see this, pre- the, the president of Poland coming out and saying, "Uh, saying what happened, that that's not, I don't, right. that's definitely not going to be a thing now, but that was a lot of discussion no. yesterday. I, it's just the last 24 hours to go from, this was a Russian made missile uh, to uh, Biden saying, I don't, I don't think this was Russia. And then the next right. morning, the president of Poland saying, This was not, we believe this was Ukraine. It's like the roller coaster of, um, yeah, not emotions, the roller, uh, roller coaster of like what's true and what's not true. Yeah. The news yeah. cycle, um, it makes me go, maybe sometimes just wait to report on things when you actually have the
2: information, you know? Yeah, like like a uh, ladies that, that I talked to today why didn't they just roll this bomb out of out of of Poland and 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 just pretend nothing happened I know it's sad two people died but it's it's worse that Poland gets attacked and it's like, it's kind of true I, 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 I was I, I was worried I have I have to say. I don't think I've been so worried in my entire life. It's like, really, I was like <gasps> holding my breath and was like, okay, shit, here it comes. But it seems like uh, shit, here it comes uh, didn't come this time.
3: Yeah, well, at least for This na- time. <laughs> at least for now, it seems like right. cooler heads have prevailed. Um, right. But let's see but the re- e- thought- reaction. I will- think it was... Do you think it was close? I think it was closer than uh, a lot of, than most leaders would like you to believe. I mean they they are still going to have meetings about this and see, you know, uh, NATO's still going to get together and talk about this right. and how how they reacted to it and how uh, how they should react to this kind of thing in the future. I mean, that those things need to be looked at, because like I said, just one little accident and then everybody freaks out could be the actual end of humanity. So, we gotta really think through these things. Um, but yeah, let's see the reaction from the rest of the world uh, last night. We got a bunch of different uh, world leaders discussing this, so go ahead and give me a countdown.
2: two,
3: three, two, one, play. This is the, says the world reacts to the missile that hit Poland. We're seeing some footage from the area. Obviously Polish police putting up checkpoints around the explosio- explosion. Serious questions about the explosion remain. Russia has denied any involvement. And then we got Zelensky. It is necessary to put terrorists in place. The longer Russia goes, the more threat there will be for everyone who can be reached by Russia.
0: thanks. The missile strike in Poland. Australian is foreign Minister concerning. It's a stark reminder that any conflict comes
1: with the great risk of miscalculation.
2: Now, we are also extremely worried by the reports that the missiles in Poland. We offer our condolence to the victims in Poland. We are closely watching the development and of the investigation because we do this kind of situation we would like to further strengthen cooperation with the G7, NATO and like-minded countries when it comes to our security commitments uh, and article 5
3: we've been crystal clear that we will defend every inch of NATO territory alright we can stop there that was the uh, Pentagon yep. that last one um, spokesman for the Pentagon Speaking of Pentagon, actually, and Ukraine, top U.S. general urges diplomacy in Ukraine. Uh, mm-hmm. While at the same time, Biden advisors resist this. There has been a disagreement that has emerged at the highest levels of the U.S. government on whether to press Ukraine to seek dip- diplomatic end to the war in Russia. Uh, we're for that. I don't know, Fro. What are you? You're for that. We're for ending the war. No. No, 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 Not. no, not not you. Okay. With America top general urging negotiations (laughs) while other advisors to Joe Biden argue that it is too soon for negotiations. General Mark Milley, the uh, the joint chiefs of staff has made the case that internal meetings that the Ukrainians have achieved as much as they could reasonably expect on a battlefield before the winter sets in and they should try to cement gains at the bargaining table. That makes sense. But other senior Mm -hmm. officials have resisted this idea, maintaining that neither side is ready to negotiate, and that any pause in fighting would give Putin uh, a chance to regroup, while Biden advisers believe that the war will be settled through negotiations. Eventually, officials said they have concluded that the moment is not ripe, and the U.S. should not be seen as pressuring the Ukrainians to hold back while they have momentum. Okay.
2: Yeah i don't agree with that
3: of i want to point out that the military guy the u.s mm. military general is saying let's not go to war <clears throat> all right. right the military guy the gent the guy who yeah. it's his job to do war is saying let's not yeah. do a war let's let's do let's negotiate and then the people in the biden administration who guess what Probably half of them used to work for military contractors before they got hired Mm -hmm. into this administration. Uh, They all are down for more war, right? Makes me go, hmm, maybe we should listen to the guy who knows all about war, not a bunch of people Mm -hmm. who probably, when they get out of this administration, are going to get a job, you know, on on the board of
2: Raytheon, so... Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't think it's ever too early to go into conversations about making peace. I, I, I think that that uh, is a stupid, stupid, stupid thing to say. Can I just say that? Uh, yeah, I think you can say that. Yeah, yeah. So I said that. I think it's stupid.
3: There you go. Yeah, and it says here, on Thursday, the Pentagon announced that it was sending another $400 million in military aid to Ukraine. Among those weapons being shipped will be air defense systems provided by the U.S. as well as Hawk air defense systems provided by Spain, mortars, artillery rounds, Humvees, grenade launchers, cold weather gear, and ammunition for high mobility and uh, rocket systems uh, that have provided Mm -hmm. effectiveness against the Russians. So yeah, we're giving... Yeah, more, more... blank check money going to ukraine with massive amounts of weapons um and then we're like i this is was my big thing that i said even last week it's like blank check of weapons no negotiations that's my <laughs> you know that's my biggest <laughs> problem with this whole thing
2: yeah no it's all, almost like you're going to profit from there being a war And that's why you want the war because you're profiting on selling weapons or something.
3: Not only that, we're profiting off of uh, selling natural gas to Europe because of the cutoff of gas pipelines from Russia and the and the right and all the uh, what not tariffs, but uh, all the the sanctions we've put on Russia also. Which uh, yeah, we we. ...gain highly monetarily out of this war as America.
2: But then again, look, all this will be fixed in 2024, so it's okay. Because, uh, Or maybe Trump this shows how
3: important 2024 actually is going to be. No, 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 no. Hopefully Don't this Ukraine thing it. will be over before then, but we'll see.
2: Don't worry about it. Trump will come in and he will save you all because he's the savior of the world he'll come ride up on a white horse.
3: <laughs> With a sword? <laughs> yeah, a white horse of pestilence, more
2: like it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh... It's fun that he launches his uh, presidential run after, uh... the Republicans won uh, the Senate. Oh, wait, they didn't. Uh,
3: yeah. We're, we'll talk about that, actually, in two seconds, but... Trump, uh, who has mounted relentless attacks of the integrity of the U.S. Uh, voting system since 2020, uh, said Tuesday that he's launching a bid uh, for the presidency in 2024, seeking a potential rematch against Joe Biden. Trump made his announcement at Mar-a-Lago uh, a week after the midterm elections in which Republicans failed to win any uh, any seats in Congress, or as many seats in Congress as they hoped, In a speech lasting a little more than an hour, Trump spoke to hundreds of supporters in uh, the Mar-a-Lago ballroom. Did you see any of this? I literally didn't watch a single second of the Trump thing. I was more focused on the Poland thing last night. And somehow at the top of all my news feeds was the Trump stuff and the Poland thing was like three articles down, which it seems like that would be bigger news, but I don't know. I guess in america yeah, no. in america the trump thing was bigger news right
2: you yeah, know i didn't want to see anything to be honest mm-hmm. uh because one i hate trump with uh, all my passion and and uh, every energy and everything i i just despise the man and what he has brought to american politics i i think he I think he, uh, him coming back to the White House is sadly a big, a big uh, uh, opportunity. I think it's it's not impossible at all that it will happen, and I, yeah, I just think it's it's sad to be to, to see that he's so popular still. Uh, but I'm more. I don't concerned necessarily about, think that he is popular. I, I think mm. that
3: shows that the fact that neither of us watched it and a lot what I'm seeing is the ratings from a lot of his past speeches. It, it's way down. I think the I think the luster's gone. I think that. Uh, Hopefully, you're right. I think that it. it it even says here the uh, ABC, NBC, and CBS decided not to cut away from regularly scheduled programs to show the Trump speech, um, mm-hmm. which some people would say, "Oh, they don't want they, to." They're doing this out, out of out of pure like uh, value. They they don't want to um, platform this man who is so terrible. And it's like, no these are major network stations. If they thought they could get ratings and get money from out advertiser dollars, they would have put Trump on. They, I, that shows to me that they knew that, that it wasn't going to get the ratings as you know what I'm saying. And which means mm. that they probably know that Trump isn't gonna, uh, he, he, he doesn't have the same kind of, uh, thing that he did in 2016 and 2020, Where, like, even us, people who don't like him, would go and watch something he would do just to see something, some outlandish, crazy shit he was going to say. And I think that's worn off. That kind of, like, FOMO thing. It's like, oh my gosh, I have to see it because he might say something crazy. Now it's like, yeah, he's going to say something crazy. I really
2: don't, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh you know, I think I'm in the camp where you were a little before, that you're more scared of DeSantis than you're of Trump. And to be honest, I mean, it's like choosing between Pesto and Coldra, so I don't really like either of the options. But I, I see a big, big, big swing for DeSantis lately. And especially after Trump came out, like, everybody knew that Trump was going to come out. Like, uh, even, like, Fox News and and people like that are talking about uh, the DeSantis' wave. Even though the wave have been small from Trump, it, it seems like uh, DeSantis is really, really in people's mind for the 2024 election. And to be honest, I'm more scared of DeSantis than Trump because DeSantis is smart enough to do things in the White House. Trump isn't. And I think he has the backing of
3: more corporate Republicans that don't back Donald Trump. The All the right Lincoln Project people probably would back DeSantis mm. where they wouldn't back Trump, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, definitely. And I think that's scarier to me that he has kind of... The all the people that like put like all the leaks and stuff that came out of the Trump camp, all this dirt we found out, all that stuff probably mm. came from inside like Republican, um, Republican world, and I don't think they're gonna with a Desantis or a or a Pence, we're not gonna see those kind of leaks and those kind of things because it, it's gonna be more hush hush.
2: Um, a lot, a lot of people uh, lately or the last uh, 24, 36 hours that I have read think that a DeSantis-Pence ticket, like them together, would be uh, unbeatable. I think the uh, problem with... is
3: that mm. a lot of the people who DeSantis is targeting are people who were like MAGA, um, and MAGA people hate Pence.
2: Yeah, that's true.
3: Yeah. So I, I see what you're saying. I just think that that could backfire on them. I there no yeah. matter what the fireworks are just gonna are gonna start if DeSantis announces because then we're mm-hmm. gonna get like a DeSantis versus Trump thing. And if we actually do well, get uh, that,
2: that could be yeah, it could be that fun. Will be that will be entertaining to to say the least.
3: And it could hurt, but both both of them, you know, because like if they're fighting with each other and not fighting Mm. with biden then they're just hurting each other and not the and not
2: the democrats which that could be good i guess so we talked a little about the midterms last week and let's return to it uh like i said uh the democrats won the senate by one Uh, uh they have 50 the uh, Republicans have 49, and what we are waiting on there is Georgia that is going to have a runoff in the end of this month.
3: Right. Right, right. but the Democrats have control of the Senate. That's not, uh, that's due to Pennsylvania. Uh, right. Right, because of John Fetterman. So that was a big win to beat Dr. Oz to take the Senate. Yeah. Uh, and that's, if you look at the numbers, that's how the Democrats gained one seat in the Senate and then obviously the, the, the Republicans lost one seat. I, I, mm-hmm. That's the kind of an interesting part of Trump announcing is that, like, uh, he announced and we're literally still counting votes for the midterms. Like, we right. haven't even finished yeah. counting and he's announcing for 2024. It's like, uh, what I heard is he was talking about even, you know, announcing before the midterms started, but... Mm -hmm. Then some people are saying, well, is this just because of all of his lawsuits? Trying to distract from that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Okay, and then the House.
2: Uh, Yeah, 209 uh, Democrats uh, and 217. No one has the majority because the majority is 218. But it does look, sadly, that the House will go Republican. Uh, Yes. They are just missing one seat. So, it looks like that will go the, the Republican way.
3: Right, and as far as uh, governors go, here in Oregon, the Democrat won. That was a really close race last week when we did the show. It was too close mm-hmm. for us to call, but uh, Tina Kotek has beat both Betsy Johnson and, uh, whatever the fuck her name was, Christine Drazen, right,
2: uh... Yeah, and uh, in the governors, it's very close there as well. Uh, 24 uh, Democrats and 25 Republicans, so that's super, super close. Right. Uh, uh, as well one as... One of the things... Yeah, sorry.
3: You want to do the Carrie Lake story? Yeah, go ahead.
2: Yeah, because this is the election that I have actually looked most into, because uh, uh, Carrie Lake has been on on my radar uh, Trump, I like, Lake like uh, loses to Democrats uh, Katie Hobbs in Arizona governor's race. This was a big, big, big uh, loss for MAGA. Uh, it's, uh, it's 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 very, very uh, 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 big to see someone that has been so involved with 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 MAGA losing this close. It was really, really close. And, uh... Of course, Miss Lake uh, appeared to suggest that the result is incorrect, and some of the votes for her had not been counted. Uh... So, of course. (laughs) She also tweeted, Arizonans know BS
3: when they see it, uh, talking about the election. Um, Yeah, so... uh, Strangely enough, this is the first kind of major Republican pushback against the election revol- results I've seen. Mm. Like, I think a lot of mainstream media was expecting more of like the twenty twenty uh, you know, stolen election vibe, which I haven't seen a whole lot of uh, from anywhere. There, like, yeah, I think Republicans realize that's kind of a losing strategy. And another thing, right. Somebody, I was watching Breaking Points this morning, and they pointed out that Trump in his speech didn't mention abortion a single time, right. which was kind of interesting, because I think Republicans also realized that that's a losing battle, that they screwed up there really bad, and that that has a lot to do with why they did so badly in these midterms, was because of abortion. I think if if it was positive for them, Trump would have come out mm. in, in this speech and said like, look... I, Look what I got for you! I got I got this major victory for the MAGA movement or whatever. You know, I got got rid of abortion. He would have like made that a big point, but he didn't even mention it. Oh, definitely. And that makes me go, okay, he knows that that's
2: not something. That's a losing argument. Yeah. And uh, talking about uh, Trump, he posted on uh, Truth Social when uh, like one. Wow, they just took away the election from Carol Lake. It's a, a really bad out there. So, of course he did.
3: <laughs> there was a lot of talk of her running as his vice president. So yes, that's still people think
2: that, yeah,
3: yeah, that's still a possibility. Um, it's actually more of a possibility now, I think. Yep. Than if she would that have one. won, because maybe yep. she wouldn't have wanted to run as vice president if she did win the governorship, but. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but in Colorado, voters have passed a ballot, ballot initiative to decriminalize magic mushrooms for people 21 and older and create a state-regulated healing center, oh, multiple he- healing centers, where participants can experience the drug under, uh, under supervision. Colorado becomes the second state after Oregon to vote to establish a regulated system for substances like psilocybin and hallucinogens found in some mushrooms. The initiative will take effect in 2024 and also will have allow the advisory board to add other plant-based psychedelics drugs to the program as soon as 2026. Uh, mm. yeah. So I guess what, like cool. pe- peyote? Like what, there's not... Cat. Cat? It's... Is ketamine... Are you talking about ketamine? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's plant-based. They said is other it? plant-based psychedelic drugs. Oh, plant-based. Plant-based. I was thinking
2: of the, of, the, of the thing that they chew in Africa. Is See, that called cats Oh,
3: yeah. What is that called? Uh, is that called uh Maybe
2: K-A-T-H?
3: Yeah, that might... I know what you're talking about, and that might be like a slang term for it, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, that, that yeah. stuff.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, that's the one that's that one they go
2: and chew on all the time.
3: I think I've we've talked about it in the past it's like where's the line of
2: what a plant-based drug is, right? Right. Cuz cocaine is, is yeah, yeah, opium is per definition plant-based. So
3: right. And then heroin comes from opium, but it's it, it's right. processed. Like that's not is it plant cocaine comes from a plant but it's super processed. So is
2: that e- but
3: yeah. pure uh, opium though no, no. <laughs> yeah or pure cocaine but yeah it's like yeah i guess that that has to be written into the law and that's probably why they're waiting until to 2026 right. to actually figure that all out but i yeah i think it would have to be like uh, nothing that's been processed in any way it has to be like an a, the actual plant like a phys, like uh yeah like i said i think peyote would be in that group i mean peyote has been legal for um certain native american tribes here in america for years for Mm -hmm. religious reasons under religious exemption so
2: i think it's so funny because uh, in norway we're in the middle of a debate of like legalizing cannabis and uh it's like it's so unpopular in norway and i don't fucking understand why young people well the thing is, like, d- drug use in Norway have gone down, like, the ten last years. Like, every uh, statistic show that. Uh, but it uh, also has be- become much more easier uh, during those ten years to get uh, in contact with cannabis and use cannabis. So it's, like, it's so st- stupid for politicians, like, being so against legalizing Cannabis in Norway, it's just like, ridiculous.
3: Well, there's multiple reasons for that. Number one, living through, you know, the drug war years, scare tactics that um, terrified people. Uh, Cartoon all-stars to the rescue, for instance, during the Bush administration, (laughs) which scarred me for life as a child. Um, (laughs) Yeah. you know dare the dare program and then not only mm-hmm. that there's just kind of a stigma that like it's going to make people lazy and they're not going to want to work and then they're going to like it's going to ruin the economy or something there's that stigma mm-hmm. behind it also which is
2: totally unfounded and not true obviously but i find it i find it interesting because uh, definitely with our our Uh, like neighborship to Denmark where where a part of Denmark it has been legalized for uh, as long as I've I've been around on the earth Uh, it's just like it seems like we're a little little bit slow here in the north like it's Norway uh, Finland Sweden that is like the tree and Iceland uh, is 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 like uh, the four four countries in the north. That's kind of like, nah, don't think we really want to go there. Do you know who else fights
3: against legalization a- anywhere it that it is attempting to happen? It, there's always going to be money put in by the big tobacco industry to try to stop it from because they want right. you to smoke cigarettes. They don't want you to be able to grow your own cannabis and smoke it you know they want you to buy their product so there is you know incentive for certain politicians if they're getting a kickback from certain companies to make sure it doesn't Mm -hmm. happen
2: yeah anyway uh we should let more people smoke if you ask me because holy moly we're getting a lot of people on this earth we need to get rid of some some of them so please go out and smoke everybody Apparently,
3: Nick Cannon and Elon are doing their job because humanity has hit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Humanity has hit the 8 billion mark. Uh, Yeah, was it with Elon's last one? Was that a. That tipped it over? That tipped it over, (laughs) yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, isn't it? That's what Elon's whole thing.
3: Is he's like, I got, we got to populate the world because we we don't have enough mm. people. And it's like, uh, what about this? We don't.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't.
3: <laughs> A baby born somewhere on Tuesday will be the world's eight billionth person, according to projections by the UN. The milestone is mm-hmm. an occasion to celebrate diversity and advancements while considering humanity's shared responsibility for our planet. Uh, the UN attributes the growth of human development with people living longer, thanks to improvements in public health, nutrition, personal hygiene and medicine around the world. It is also a result of high fertility rates, particularly in poor countries, uh, putting development goals
2: at risk in certain areas. Uh, The funny part of this is that the number is probably much higher because of the war. of the two-child policy that they now have in China, but they had, like, one-child one policy for the longest, uh, there are a number of undocumented people in China that's living in China that is not registered. Right. And so the number is probably higher
3: as well. I mean, in tons of uh, uh, very third world countries, I'm sure there's many people that aren't counted that, you know, live out in the middle of yep. nowhere, and, um, yep. I, th- yeah I think that this is an, es- they even say it's an estimation, I'm, you know, this isn't, like, in any way 100%
2: accurate, in, uh, but yeah, um, I feel, I mean, l- me, me personally, I think we're closer to nine than we are to eight, you think? I think it's. Oh yeah, I think I definitely think it's that way off. You think that
3: the they're that far off? I mean, that's a lot oh, to be off. Uh, definitely. Uh,
2: you have to. You have to remember uh, uh, that, like I said, uh, China has a very very strict policy on who gets to get registered or not into their their uh, side of things. And then we also have India that. Uh, 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 parts of India that are tremendously hard to uh, count, like Calcutta and, and and other places in India where where undocumented children are living on the streets. So, yes, I definitely think it's closer to 9 than, than it's to 8.
3: Okay, it says here uh, that in 1950 the headcount was 2.5 billion. Mm-hmm. So I mean, just consider how much we've raised. Like from the beginning of humanity to 1950, mm-hmm. it was 2.5 billion, and now we're at eight. In that right. amount of time, it yeah, I can see where the exponential growth could be bad for you know the environment for
2: one thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So please start smoking, everyone. Global food shortages. <laughs> Yeah. please smoke. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> then you can go to, go and watch the movie. Thank you for smoking.
3: <laughs> Maybe we should just put everybody on a cruise ship during like the worst COVID. Oh, we already did that two years uh, ago.
2: Oh, uh, right, that... did they have a wa- but did they have a slide though? That's the question. I mean, and co- was it in COVID Norwe- in was it a Norwegian cruise ship as well?
3: Uh, probably if we want, we could stick some people onto a cruise ship and get them stuck in water slides and, Mm -hmm. and we could just, it would take a long time to kill off a billion people that way one at a time, but, (laughs) but a woman got stuck in a, in a clear cruise ship water slide overhanging the sea. So it. I don't know if that would necessarily kill you unless you had a heart condition, but cruise ships are increasingly Mm. trying to outdo each other with huge scale entertainment and water slides. One passenger fell afoul in a swish tube slide when she got stuck in a portion overhanging the sea. The Norwegian Cruise Line Ocean Loop Slide is an impressive double loop ride, which plunges downward from the top deck and just out over the ocean before twisting back over the ship. Uh, A TikTok video of the incident went viral on Saturday, showing one passenger shooting down the slide while only getting stuck <laughs> in the clear portion uh, of it protruding over the waves. Okay, we got a TikTok here. We do. Do you want to watch it? Go ahead and give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. All right. I turn okay. the sound off because it's way too loud, but we're seeing mm-hmm. TikTok. There's somebody up on the tower of the slide. They're going down. And They go up around, uh, <laughs> and then they go backwards. <laughs> they go up and, and and stuck. And now they're like stuck right out, out over <laughs> the. I mean, one thing that could have been worse. It's clear. It's clear from this video that they're docked, like docked at a port. Yeah
2: if they were out
3: in the middle of
2: the sea in the sea that would be so funny
3: it would be way way scarier it would have been way (laughs) scarier as as the person also oh jeez i wonder what the rules are for that like during like during a during waves and stuff like it seems like a large enough wave
2: could affect like you going down that slide correctly you know what i mean So, luckily, uh, witnesses reported that she was quickly rescued by the ship's staff. The lady was not stuck in the water slide for long, the travel agent behind the TikTok uh, account told Fox News. There's a slide door... uh, There's a side... Oh, sorry. There's a side door for the slide. Uh, And she was out of there immediately, so...
3: Yeah, but she's out, like, over the water. How do they... They must have, like, a... They must have like a walkway to get to the side door. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, probably. Or maybe they have like something you can set up to get to it. I don't know. That's it's just crazy. Um, Yeah,
2: and of course it's a Norwegian cruise line, so. Which? Yay, Norway! I don't know that that's actually.
3: I think we found out that Norwegian Cruise Lines is based out of based out of Miami. (laughs) But sure.
2: (laughs) Oh my God! Don't break. Break the fourth wall, Luke. Is it... Uh,
3: what? It's a kayfabe for cruise lines? Cruise line kayfabe? Yes.
2: Yes. Am
3: I just writing the title of the show now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that <is> t- <laughs> uh,
2: that's a good title for the show.
3: Yeah. I. Uh, cruise lines are yes. awful, by the way. They're like one of the biggest polluters oh, out there. Terrible. You know what else is oh. a huge polluter? War. What? So if anybody is pro-climate, they should be <laughs> also anti-war, just to let you know, just yeah. to try to get those people on our side. Oh, yeah, by the way, there I saw this this morning. Didn't put it in the news, mm-hmm. but I figured I'd add it in here somewhere, and it seems mm-hmm. like a good place as any. Another, uh, another painting got souped. Oh, cool. You know, it, I don't think it was soup. It was some kind of black ink or something that they did an, another mm-hmm. painting with, so... They're still... uh, they're still doing it. They're still souping it up. Is that uh, what Tron is going to talk about? Uh, not really. He's going to take a look at the last election.
0: This is Tron with Tron tells the truth. You and the United States had
3: an election. Yes,
0: one for Congress and one for Senate. And somebody thought that the Republic is going to make a landslide. How is that even going to be possible? to conservatives that get a landslide everywhere, anywhere at all in the world, I don't know. But it looked like in the United States, the fucked up Republican politics can win. Yes, they took majority in Congress. Not in the Senate, but in Congress. And when liberals and radicals, since that is a victory, I don't know. You can't even be in the Congress with so many asshole conservatives. One of the leading men from Florida that I don't get is John DeSantis. But John DeSantis looked like he going to be the opposite of Donald Trump as a Republican, unlike a more soft Republican, like those fucking shitholes you know, like Bush and fucking Reagan, who's sucking dicks in hell. Look, listen to my other segment with that title. But... John DeSantis is just Donald Trump with a nicer language. He hates gays, he hates women, he hates immigrants. Hate, 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 packed in with three kids and fucking talking about Jesus and guns. Conservative bullshit. I'm going to the election next year, and my slogan in Bergen, S- Vote for Trump, goddammit, for change comes from behind. I don't know if they are going to win. But I'm gonna get a lot of attention because my political party hated me. And when the political, your own party hate you and somebody hates your party, they seem to like you. So we're gonna see how it goes. There a lot of elections this year. In Italy, the fascist one. In Denmark, sanity was part saved because social democrats have been more conservatives and hate immigrants more. But also happening a lot of good things in the world. Malta is legalizing cannabis. Germany is legalizing cannabis. Part of Switzerland also says it's legalized cannabis. And now they're even talking about it in Ireland. Yeah, Ireland. The home of too many child abusers, except what I used to say, is Catholic priests I'm talking about. Yes. The country that the Catholic Church fucking raped. Now sanity is back there. More liberals than ever. We're gonna have a new fucking bullshit world order soon. And the conservatives think they're gonna be it. And the liberals on the other side, um, the socialists and so on, they're arguing where they can find the perfect saver. The conservatives always seem to find the saver everywhere, like it's should easy for them because you always have to haul a flag high and say some patriotic things and bullshit and be against this and against that and believes in Jesus but on the other side we should have the perfect person who prior to all our senses with nothing for, wrong who do nothing say nothing wrong and so on and so on and that seems to be the fucking problem everywhere the green part in Norway is like that they don't want me because I say fuck you and because of this segment. I understand them. So well. But that's also the problem here. They think you can be opposite by being as perfect as the other part. Why should it be that? Be more naughty. Be more crazy. Answer back. Don't take anything for granted. Like, why in the fuck should you try to... Reach the next level of purity, nobody gives a fuck if you had a gang bang or tree somewhere three guys. who gives a fuck? I'm tired of perfect politicians I don't say I want a criminal politician. I just want people who lived a little who experienced a little, who've done something. Yeah, I want a balance in which who people represent us we need highly educated people but we also need people who have education from other parts of life from bars, pubs I, from genders, so on we need a balance because only with balance we can get a fair society where people try to understand and respect each other Not everybody has to be like some respect between the different classes we can find and at that point we will get good solutions so Fuck you to communism or fuck you to conservatism. This is Tron, the Tron does the truth.
2: That was uh, Tron, thank you Tron, as always. Thank you Tron. Mm-hmm. I've seen some TV shows. how about you? Uh
3: yeah, I saw the calling on Peacock this week. Um That was a boring show. I barely remember what the show was about. It was like about a detective <laughs>
2: That's, that's kind of how I
3: felt about it as well. Who is
2: like... It's the least interesting show I've seen in quite a while. He's like...
3: He has... Uh, he's a detective who uh, has... is c- good at his job. Right. <laughs> it's just a detective show, right? Really? Except it there's is- like intertwining, like, his faith into right. to the whole thing. But, like, really, when it comes down to it, it's just another NBC kind of detective sh- show. Um, yeah, I, I. it was nothing it special extreme. or interesting about it, though.
2: Yeah. yeah, no, it felt extremely NBC, and it felt extremely like I have seen every single fucking show like this before.
3: I, like, I'm... I saw it a f- few days ago, and I'm actually having a hard time recalling anything right. in my head that happened in the show. That's the kind of show. It's so generic yeah. and so like, it. <laughs> I just, I, have completely blanked it from my memory. Apparently, because it, it was so <laughs> insignificant. So I'll give it a, I don't know, a three or two point five, I guess. Three. I have
2: a something dust, like that. I, I I have a dust two point five on my list. Okay, yeah. Well, what was actually better, believe it or not, was Transformers: Earth Spark. Uh, uh yeah, I saw this. Yeah, I, I, it's not good. Don't, don't, don't think that I said it was good. I just said it was better than two point five. So it's Autobots, uh, but uh, so this is an animated show on Paramount Plus uh, uh it's Nickelodeon here yeah, but I, th- I i think i saw it on Paramount i plus think I Paramount
3: i think they own Nickelodeon now so all of that stuff and ah, okay. the cuz they also had bought up cbs like cbs all access used to be paramount plus and when they merged it was like mtv nickelodeon all these things merged into that one yeah brand
2: mm-hmm. right so this is an animated show for kids uh and it's autobots uh and Decepticons that has uh, recly- uh, uh, come to uh, uh, from a f- faraway planet, and and it's kind of a new breed of Transformers. And uh, when this uh, family kind of adopts them, they uh, have to like uh, kind kind of have to make their uh, legacy or a lineage. It's it's very generic. It's 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 not bad, but it's not good either.
3: The stories the mm storyline's fine as far as the story goes. The dialogue is god awful. I mean but it's made for children, but some of the like exposition parts of it where she's like at the very beginning, the mother's like don't make me late for my ranger job and it's like <laughs> yeah. you're wearing a uniform we already kind of knew that this yeah. is what your job was but okay you don't have to be so like obvious about everything I know but like I said it's for children first of all but then the animation was also pretty cheap and bore, like Very gross cheap. and gross yeah. looking they did do a kind of interesting part in one episode where they did a flashback to the 1980s mm-hmm. cartoon. So they're actually... This is like a... it's This doesn't go off of like the live-action movies. It goes off of the cartoon no. series. And what? that that actually is interesting to me. Um, but like I said, the animation and dialogue is pretty terrible. So, what, a 4?
2: I have it as 3.5. Uh, I think Alan Tiedek... Uh, as Optimus Prime was maybe the best thing about the show.
3: I thought the two new characters were a little annoying, also, but uh, oh yeah,
2: definitely.
3: And one of them's named Twitch, which was like I, I kept just oh, thinking, yeah. oh they <laughs> they they're just trying to get with the get with the times, the deep, kids, with the hip the kid kids, moves, uh, yeah, with the Twitch and the discords. Yeah, three point five. I give this. Okay, uh, let's see, what did I... Let's do that last. Let's talk about the English.
2: Um, oh, my God, I love this show.
3: I'm not a huge fan of <laughs> westerns. No. Uh, and so I wasn't a huge fan of this, but the acting is very good. It's, it's okay. a little bit slow, but in a in a way that it's plotting on purpose because there's a lot of tension mm. building in most of this. It's about kind of about two main characters, right? We have the woman mm-hmm. and then we have the uh, the soldier. Is a Native mm-hmm. American man during like the Civil War I would imagine or something mm-hmm. like that during that time period. He's serving the 90s. Oh, okay. Uh. He, he's serving in the US military and they accept him there. And he, he's leaving the U.S. military and he's being told by basically everybody around him, like, as soon as you leave here, you're not going to be accepted in this country anymore, basically. Right. Um, And he's like, I just want a normal life. And then we have this woman who's a British woman looking for revenge for somebody who killed her
2: sister. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Uh, and uh, the the lady is played by Emily Blunt. That right. That I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I watched, I watched I watched the first episode and I I thought to myself this is not a show for Luke. <laughs> I just don't like and westerns, I, but I can appreciate right. the the acting and the dialogue and right. everything. Yeah, I thought this was uh, uh, Sh- chef kiss. Really, I I really really like this show. Uh, I thought. There, there are some parts of it that I thought was kind of like, Ugh, here we go again. Um, especially some of the dialogue was was bad. Not not the acting, but just the, the, the exposition and things like that. But uh, I think it was beautifully shot. I, th- I thought. The, the story itself is kind of interesting Mm -hmm. and and everything so um, i'm 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 a little excited to hear what you will give this as a score
3: yeah i mean the acting is really good it's very beautifully shot like you said and Mm. that goes into kind of like how slow it is also because a lot of the shots Mm -hmm. are very long and you know w- wide like showing the prairie and these beautiful mm-hmm. landscapes and so that that's what makes it so dynamic um, but at the same mm-hmm. time slows down a lot of the story also definitely and so it you know there's pl- positives and negatives in, in that situation um I don't know, maybe it's going to be more action-filled in the future because now we have our two characters that have joined up together and we have a mission that they're on, clearly. And so right. this is going to ramp up um, over the rest of the season. Uh, I don't know, I, I'm not going to watch more of it uh, after two episodes, but I, I would say, mm. what,
2: a... got to give it a six. Yeah, and I'm up at uh, 8.5, actually. I really, really dig this. Uh, what I didn't dig as much was mammals. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> uh, so this is uh, this is a show with James Corden mm-hmm. in it. Yep. It also has uh, Merlock Curling and Sally Hawkins and a lot of. Other people that you would know, but it definitely has, definitely has James Corden in it. Uh, if you were thinking, oh, this is going to be a pure comedy, uh, because uh, James Corden is a comic? Question mark. Com-
3: com- well, he was a comedic person supposedly. He's a comedian person. I wouldn't say he's a comedian. I would say he's a comedic person.
2: (laughs) Then you're watching the wrong show because this is about have I found the true one? And aren't we all animals? Aren't we all mammals? So, he we follow James Corden that in this very ironic show... I don't think it's meant to be ironic, but it is a little ironic because he plays a chef. And if you have followed the news, you know why that is kind of ironic.
3: I mean, it doesn't really come into
2: play in the story in any way whatsoever, though. Right, but it's kind of ironic instead. Uh, Then uh, uh, they have uh, an accident where he finds a very shocking secrets about his wife Amadine that is maybe pla- is is that M- Mela Crawling that pa- played his wife? Because I didn't recognize her at all and her accent is all over the fucking place. Oh really? I, I didn't notice she- that. I, I think she tries to play someone that's Spanish. I oh. have no clue. Okay.
3: Uh, I don't remember then, her in anything else. So, uh,
2: yeah. Oh, she's a terrible, terrible actress in the okay. show. Okay. And and she 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 try he ha- tries to hunt yeah, down answers with with the help of his brother in law Jeff uh, uh, that is uh, played by Colin Morgan. This is just an amazeballs bad show. It is maybe one of those shows who I will go back and think oh, 2022 you remember that sh- that show Mammals? That was a bad show. I think this is a contender of the worst show I've seen this year. I hated and despised every fucking single thing about this show. I, I, did you see this? Mm-hmm.
3: What did you think? <laughs> I didn't think it was that. I mean, it was bad. I just thought oh. it was, like, boring. I didn't think it was, like, offensively bad in any way. Like, there wasn't any glaring, like... Like, the dialogue was actually better than, like, the Transformers show, for instance. Like the uh, Wow. Yeah. I mean, there were certain jokes that were had some dry humor that were okay, but, like, the overall concept for the show is pretty stupid. Um... The, the way it's shot, is, it feels very cheaply done. It actually, strangely enough, feels like it was shot in Australia to me. Yes. Doesn't it have, like, thought, Australian yes, camera
2: quality? Extremely uh, Australian. It, uh, it's very weird. Maybe it's just because yes. we
3: kind of, like, know the difference when we see, like, you know, an Australian camera and a British camera versus an American TV show camera. They all kind of look... They have that different look. Um, and then just randomly... Mm-hmm. Uh, Not Tom Waits. Who's his neighbor in the show? Oh, yeah. Um... I don't even remember. Some, like, famous singer is just randomly his neighbor for, like, no reason. And I'm like... That part just feels like, oh, we got the celebrity because we could get the celebrity in our James Corden show. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't... This is just not a show that he... That should be uh, led by James Corden, number one. Like, I feel like... if this had different actors, <laughs> this could have been a better show. You know what I'm saying? Like I think this could have been done well if they would have done it uh, completely differently. So in the, saying that, I'll give it a. Mm, I'm gonna give it a three.
2: I I think I think w- it felt over pretentious for me. It felt very pretentious. It was trying to be like very like oh are we the one uh, are, are we supposed to only have one partner mm-hmm. it felt very like uh, out there pretentious and that is one of the reasons why I hated it sure as I much get that as I did yeah
3: yeah but so I, I, I going, think that that yeah. goes to my point though also that like if it was done correctly with that without that pretentiousness I think then mm-hmm. that idea of like uh, that they're playing with with the story could work but in this way it didn't so yeah what do you give
2: right. it uh, I give it a fat uh,
3: big one a
2: one really, okay really, yeah I really didn't like this
3: okay I mean I, I wouldn't say it's up in contention for me as worst show of the year but it it was bad Ooh I hated it I wouldn't recommend it to anybody I'm not saying that <laughs> in any way I didn't mind the scene where he first meets the boyfriend and kind of grills him oh that, that is-
2: that wasn't that was a bad, bad
3: that was kind of a good scene, to be honest, but, yeah. yeah. Alright, the last thing I saw, Tulsa King, with Sylvester mm-hmm. Stallone. This was on, what? This was also on Paramount+. Plus. So It was. Um. A decent week for them, considering they had the Transformers show, which was, eh, it was fine. But this was, I yeah. thought, pretty good.
2: I think this is better than I, 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 fair, I was faring. I went into this knowing absolutely nothing. I hadn't seen a single trailer. Uh, only thing I knew that this was actually. This is Sylvester Stallone's first TV show, believe it or not. He's really? Always, okay. Yeah, he has only acted in movies. So this is his first TV show ever.
3: I'm not. Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, consider what we've seen over the last bunch of years, especially since actually the. Uh pandemic but like since westworld and things like that like the Mm -hmm. the shift from like actors big name actors being like i'm gonna do this huge movie to being like i'd rather do this tv show it seems like maybe more lucrative nowadays for big actors to Mm -hmm. do tv shows instead of doing movies um but maybe not i don't know uh it just seems that way right lately Mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah The amount of money, the budgets that are going into TV shows nowadays, like Lord of the Rings and stuff, like, yeah, the the profit is there for them, so I think that has a lot to do with, like, big-name actors moving from movies to TV, and just also the creativity isn't in film anymore as much as it used to be. I think it's moved over to television.
2: Yeah, no, I had very, very much fun watching this with you. We saw this one episode together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm definitely going to we... watch more
3: of it. I mean, the oh, next episode right. could be terrible, right? But... Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: I This was... first episode is je- definitely prim- uh, promising. I think the storyline... Do you want to go a little into the storyline? Right, it's about a guy who gets out of jail. He was
3: formerly like a mafia, mafia kind of... Not hitman, but like... A guy who roughed people up. Fixer. Yeah, fixer. fixer. And then he ended up having to whack his best friend, is what we find out, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're going to... He's expecting after he gets out of jail that the is going to have his back, they're going to let him back in, but they're kind of mm-hmm. like pushing him to the side, and they send him to Tulsa, Oklahoma, hence the name Tulsa, uh, mm-hmm. and he has to pick up business there, right? Um, <laughs> and... He's used to, like, dealing with people in New York, and it's a whole different world uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, from New York City, obviously.
2: It's funny. I didn't think it was going to be funny. Mm -hmm. It's intelligent. I didn't think it was going to be intelligent. And it's really good acted by everybody around Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I have to say that. Around Sylvester Stallone. Because Sylvester Stallone is a lot of things. He's very good at grunting. Mm -hmm. But he's not very good acting.
3: He's a good action star. He's always been a good action star.
2: And he does do...
3: You know some fighting in this show, so that is good. Yeah. He's never been a great actor, but he's never been a terrible actor either. I think no. he's fine. Um, he's fine. As long as you put him in the correct role, and I think this is him and as like and this. Yeah, yeah, him as a fixer mafia guy, it definitely works uh, with the definitely. accent and everything else. Uh, it does feel a little b- like they're trying to be Breaking Bad
2: slightly. Yes, like uh, we got very Breaking Bad uh, vibes out of this first episode
3: for sure. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. No, no, no. And maybe it's not conscious decision even. But like, and maybe it's just like because it's set in Arizona, and that was set in Mm -hmm. New Mexico, and they're like you're getting very similar settings also. But the whole Mm -hmm. thing, the story is super interesting. I'm definitely interested to watch more. I have a feeling that it could be one of those shows that's a surprise uh, right at the end of the year, and we both... It, it's definitely going to end up, you know, on uh, honorable mentions, but would it end up on a top five? I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, it's hard to mm-hmm. say after one. It has potential. Yeah, has after potential. one episode, it's really hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. What do you did you give this? Uh, after one episode, I definitely have to give it an eight. Yep.
2: I'm right there with you.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Best thing of the week, I think. (laughs) Would you say the English is the best thing of the week, or
2: did you think this was better? Ooh, this is hard. Um, No, I actually think Tulsa King is a little better. Yeah, I think Uh, the the pacing was better. Pacing pacing is better. And it's funnier. That helps. Yes, oh, definitely. Okay, let's go to this week's episode of uh, Cabinet of Curiosity. That definitely didn't have any links to the other episodes no it didn't like last week we were like
3: these there's this (laughs) one link and we're gonna see if it we get it in the third episode it did not appear either that or we didn't see it but uh episode three the autopsy a seasoned sheriff investigates a dead body in the woods and calls on an old pal a medical examiner to help piece together a series of chilling events. Yeah, this also felt way different than both other episodes. So
2: different. So Uh, different.
3: This was way more sci-fi esque and less horror movie esque.
2: Uh, But that does not mean that I didn't like it.
3: Yeah, it was still good. Yeah, definitely. It just it felt... It was still was really
2: good. It felt way different. It felt like
3: totally disconnected from the other two. Yep. The other two felt like they had, like we said last week, some kind of strange connection. Mm-hmm. This one was completely separate. And, and you know, it's an anthology, so, so that's to be expected. But this was... Uh, it was very... Uh, very good in parts, and then there were certain special effects that weren't great um right i thought some of the logic behind the alien creature that we find out about is like mm-hmm. uh a little confused but i'd like i think the ending of this was really smart
2: the the ending of this is the best ending we have had so far
3: and we both were we both even kind of called it and yeah and it's still was, even that yeah we're still good
2: Good, yes,
3: but that sometimes when the ending is correct, you can call it and still be like, Oh wow, that, it,
2: that totally was yeah. it! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and and what was funny about calling the ending is me calling one thing and you calling another thing, and both of us being right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was very interesting. That was very interesting. <laughs> that was very funny,
3: I think this episode and the first episode are, like, the, uh, you know, kind of maybe tied with one and two, but I I think think maybe this 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 might be the best. I feel like, mm, yeah, I think this one maybe is just better because of the brick hallway problem in episode one where it was, like, how did this room, this chamber appear out of nowhere in the middle of the storage unit building? Like, that and the, also, that was the also, little problem that maybe takes
2: this episode over the top. Yeah, and also I thought the ending and the explanation of what the Doctor does was really, really good. Oh, at the end, yeah,
3: yes, I thought both yeah. endings were really, really had really smart um, kind of uh, meanings behind them, uh, mm-hmm. and I and they had really uh smart ways of wrapping up the story you know in one episode because you have to be able to wrap this like start the story and end the story all in the one episode so right i think that is important to have that kind of punchy ending in these kind of shows um yeah this one felt way more like black mirror esque it's hard to well, compare definitely. them but yeah i'd say this is the best episode yet so i got to give it what an 8.5 yeah i gave it an 8.5 as well i think that yeah it, I I want to give room for another episode to be even better. I guess maybe.
2: Yeah, uh, I I I'm 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 having fun following this uh, show. I didn't think it was was going to be this fun, but I'm really, really much. Uh, I like doing the anthology shows more than I thought I would
3: because, like, yeah. each week we get to talk about something different instead of having to like. Oh, what happened three episodes ago? And relate that back to this episode? Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Los Angeles police respond to actress Scientology cover-up allegations.
3: What is this? The LA Police Department has faced a great deal of criticism about the handling of sexual misconduct allegations in recent days, but on Friday... Police officials decided that the assertions of wrongdoing made by Leon Remini were a step too far. The department issued a statement denying claims by Remini, uh, a famed former Scientologist, that the police were neglecting, uh, negligent, or complicit in covering up the disappearance of Shelley Miscavige, the wife of David Miscavige, who hasn't been publicly seen in 15 years. Remini highlighted numerous ties between LAPD officers... uh, and uh, and Les Moonves, uh, the CEO of CBS, in her lengthy thre- uh, Twitter thread, Remini noted that uh, other LAPD employees worked often with Scientology, adding that uh, Corey was in charge of the division where I filed my missing person report in the dis- disappearance of Shelley Miscavige. Remini said that Corey Polka provided confidential investigation information to top CBS executive begs the question what investigative information has he provided to Scientology over these years so Mm. (laughs) she's kind of making the two connections here but it's very interesting Mm. because she's like the first big Scientology whistleblower what geez 15 years ago
2: Oh. Oh, something like that yeah
3: That really like blew the blew the uh, roof off of Scientology, and she Mm -hmm. came out kind of before even like all the big docs that came out. I mean, I guess like there had already been the leaks on the internet, you know, all the, you know, yeah, and we had that one Scientology
2: movie that uh, came out before she came
3: out. Oh, really? Okay.
2: Yeah, I don't remember what it was called. But the, the big, uh, one big one.
3: Okay, yeah. But she was kind of the first, like, big celebrity to, like, mm, mm-hmm. break out of the religion and kind of say what she saw while she was in there. She wrote a book about it and everything. And she's kind of, she's suggesting some serious police corruption here and they're doing an investigation right. into her. So, uh, good luck to her. We'll see what happens. Uh, I, hopefully we can keep up to date on this, but I have a feeling we're not going to be a... We're not going to be seeing a whole lot of new, more news articles about it, is my guess.
2: No, and that's the sad thing about it. All right. Because it's probably going to be... Buried. ...shoveled yeah. Buried under. Yeah, shoveled under. Anyway, uh, some Eurovision news. Uh, kind of. Uh, Will Ferrell and his mom is looking for a place to crash in Liverpool for your uh, Eurovision song contest. Uh, Will Farrow wants to take his mother, oh, isn't that sweet, uh, to the next Eurovision Song Contest in Liverpool and have uh, asked anyone if they had a spare room for him to stay in. That is kind of sweet.
3: Yeah, I think. I'm. And the thing is any other celebrity I'd be like oh that's funny, that's a funny joke but yeah. Will Ferrell would actually do this <laughs> I feel like yeah, he see,
2: he would actually he, go and stay in some random person's house I mean he was in the movie about Eurovision so he has a very like he has a long link with Eurovision He was in Eurovision Song 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 Contest, the the story of the first saga.
3: It's just weirder thinking of, like, he's such a big celebrity. What if he accidentally shows up at somebody's house and it's just a giant, like, Will Ferrell shrine with, like, an altar? Right.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? He says, says, my mother really wants uh, uh, me to take her to Eurovision. She's dying uh, to go, and she always wanted to go to Liverpool. Aren't all the hotels booked? He asked.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, like Aww. you couldn't
3: get like an Airbnb or something. He's Will Ferrell. But, yeah, uh, he so could probably rent a castle.
2: Have... <laughs> so people have gone to Twitter and ask people if they have a spare room for Will Ferrell. I think it's kind of cute. I like it. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, especially since he's trying to get his
3: mom there too. All right. Uh, audible. Uh, audible. What tra- is that? Uh, audibletrial.com forward slash ADC that's audibletrial.com forward slash ADC if you want to get Leo Remini's book you, you can get it there uh, mm-hmm. in an audio form, you can listen to it for free uh, you get a 30 day subscription if you go to audibletrial.com forward slash ADC cancel any time, you get to keep the book you don't have to get that book, you can get any book
2: movie news I wonder if we will talk anything about all Alec Baldwin he said uh, Alec Baldwin filed a cross-complaint on
3: Friday, seeking to clear his name in the shooting death of of Russ cinematographer, and said that he blamed the tragedy blamed the tragedy with the three crew members, and the man who supplied the ammunition to the set. Baldwin named yeah, all four. you
2: pulling the trigger have no responsibility. <laughs> uh, so sad, all the Nazis in the world. I don't know. I don't know if I go that far. It's not exactly the same. But
3: Baldwin named all four cross-defendants in the lawsuit originally filed against him last year by uh, somebody, the film script supervisor. Baldwin said that he relied on all four to do their jobs, and that she died uh, that day as a result of their negligence. Um, I mean, there's blame to go around, but you know. Sure. You shouldn't be pulling the trigger, uh, in like a practice situation. That's like not you. Uh, yeah, on on a film set, there's rules against like pulling the trigger of a gun when you're not even really in the like shooting the scene and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but like he said, he never pulled the trigger. But then, like we've said, the FBI said he did pull the trigger. So
2: it's a little. Yeah. Well, it didn't kill the deputy, so there's that. Uh, yeah, I
3: did see mm-hmm. what you did, Kevin Spacey. Uh,
2: charged in the UK. Yeah, didn't we talk? Didn't we talk about him last week about being exonerated? Oh, in the U.S. Right, but Kevin Spacey charged
3: in the U.K. with seven more counts of, uh, of sexual offenses. Uh, he will appear in London court next month after he's been charged. It has been charged with these seven additional counts against a man who has emerged as the fourth complaint against him. The new charges against the actor consist of incidents and assaults, and one count of causing a person to engage in sexual activity without consent. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're getting more uh, evidence, I guess. Even though you know. The past ones didn't go through, but you know this is the fourth accuser. So sometimes when there's smoke, there's fire. Obviously.
2: Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of sad because uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is with Kevin Spacey.
3: Yeah, I mean he was a great actor. You know, like.
2: um I mean the usual suspects. I I I, I can't think, think I,
3: I heard a of lot of people any. online talking about this when Kanye started, you know, uh, revealing he was an anti-Semite. Is like, right. oh my God, I l- love this song. It's like my favorite song. It's and it's a Kanye right. song. Can I continue to like Kanye's music that like right. I grew up on and like formed, was part of the formative years of my life. I grew up listening to these songs over and over again, and now, or, like, uh, for us, like, uh, watching wrestling back in the day when Chris Benoit killed his family, right. it's like, can you appreciate the wrestling he did before he went crazy and killed his family? There's, like, right. a weird, like, it's always going to feel strange, you know? It's always going to yeah. feel strange, and I think that's same with Kevin Spacey and a lot of these people who got me too it's like they a lot of them were great actors and you have to look back at those things and kind of live with the fact that yeah those are great movies um and I think especially with a movie you got to go yeah he's one person on that set uh, there's plenty of other actors that you can appreciate and you can appreciate the film work and you know the lighting and all those things that go into it and just kind of go okay he was there also that's what I
2: think yeah then again he was like Sluter in Superman returned so I'm not <laughs> sure I will ever forgive that.
3: I don't think you have to worry yeah, yeah. There's plenty
2: of yeah. bad bad ones too, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was looking I was looking through his like mo- movie side and I was like, oh that's a perfect movie to bring up. Yeah. Um, K Pax when he was a was an alien, do you remember that? That movie? was a pretty bad movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing movie. Mm-hmm
3: that was the one where he like wore sunglasses the whole all the time yes yes, right? yes. yeah a stallion. yes I think it was supposed to be kind of like uh that movie powder had come out right and <laughs> yes. then he made that movie and it <laughs> yes. would they were like came out around the same time I think even mm-hmm. I would imagine so maybe I'm wrong but He's been in quite a lot of shit,
1: actually.
3: Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I bet even, especially in his early career, because he wasn't really known as a great actor until later in life, really. Uh, And now he's known as a sexual offender. So, movie Mm -hmm. round. Let's talk about some movies that didn't have, hopefully, sexual offenders in them. We'll see, I guess.
2: Well, I saw a movie that uh, uh, will shake your... Poker face da 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 Pop pop po, 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 poker face okay. Oh. Uh okay. <laughs> did it have Lady, Lady Gaga? Gaga in it by any chance? No. Oh, okay. But it did have Russell Crowe and, and Liam Hensworth in it, so that's something. And the RCA, yeah. Okay. RCA, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. The rapper, RCA. I don't know
3: who that is. It's okay. Like
2: A R R Set A. No? Nope. You don't know who that is? I don't think so, but maybe I'm not hearing you (laughs) correct. (laughs) It could be that. I am Norwegian. Right. Have anybody told you that before? Right. Uh, Anyway, it is about this tech billionaire. uh, Stop me if you think this is generic or not. Okay. uh, That hosts a high-stake poker game between games, but then the evening takes a very strange turn when uh, secrets are, are are revealed and then thieves breaks in <laughs> to the poker game so oh,
3: okay i thought this mm-hmm. was going to go the way of like oh they invite somebody and then they have to like hunt them for sport or something okay no this no. is a totally different movie okay mm-hmm. what's what is the name of this movie i'm i've poker
2: face oh uh, okay uh, that's da, why you said da, da.
3: that i didn't I didn't understand that that was the name of the movie. Now I understand. All right. oh, oh, okay. That was the joke. I, I yeah, no, I didn't face? get the joke. Okay. It went right... Okay. It, I got swooshed on that one. Swooshed!
2: Swooshed. Uh, this is a stupid movie. Uh, I give it 5 out of 10. By the way, it's one and a half hours long, so it's, it's not that long, but it's... <laughs> That's as basically it's, as... As long as it has to be to be called a movie, and no less. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. It, it, it very much felt like that when it was uh, executed as well. Uh, but funny enough, not the worst movie I saw this week, and I blame you for this. Okay.
3: Uh, mm. I saw a movie called Smile. Have you seen this yet? Yes. Um, yeah, it was... It was a movie about a woman who's a psychiatrist, right? Uh, mm-hmm. and she is working at a mental hospital. A patient comes in and tells her, you know, some something that sounds, you know, like somebody who's having delusions, like seeing things, schizophrenia, maybe something in that of that nature, right? And she's trying to calm her nature. down and the woman's mm-hmm. like Uh, uh, it it keeps it keeps telling me I'm gonna die today, and then the woman dies right in front of her, and uh, it's very gruesome. And what? How do I go from here without spoiling anything? And then it goes from there. Uh, her life starts to get turned upside down after this happens to her. Um, yeah, it was kind of it it kind of reminds me of another
2: movie. It reminds uh, me of about 20 movies to be honest. <laughs> well, that as well. It's it is kind of generic, but uh, you remember the sexual transmitted disease one where where uh, Wow, that's a uh,
3: that's quite a thing to pull out. I have no idea what you're talking about. Sexually transmitted disease movie. Um
2: yes, where where Philadelphia? Where... <laughs> It was a horror movie. Oh, oh, it was a horror movie. Okay. <laughs>
3: yeah. No, I don't know what you're talking about.
2: <laughs>
3: it follows. Mm, oh, okay. I probably never saw that. I don't think. Let me look oh, it up. Okay. It,
2: it it really, 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 really reminded me. Of it follows, it's it's very very <coughs> close to that. Sorry. Um, oh my god!
3: Sorry, no, I know I I did that to you. Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't remember this movie, but it says it's from twenty four. You said <laughs> the movie about sexually transmitted oh diseases, god. and that's probably the most famous one of those movies. So, um, <laughs> if you were to make a list, uh, if <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I ever saw it. Follows, but this came out a lo- in twenty fourteen, so I, I I wouldn't remember if even if I pro- if, even if I did see it, you know, because it's probably just a generic horror movie. Um, right. Yeah, and this also uh, smile is just a generic horror movie. I mean, it's got some interesting concepts, but it's very predictable, and it's very much like you have to suspend disbelief the whole time. The acting's not great. You know, some of the scares are good, but that's about it. I murdered Fro with that joke. (laughs) Okay. Oh, gosh. I uh, I don't know. I'd probably give it, you know, a a four. It's like a 4.5, something in that area. I'll give it a 4.5.
2: Well, I saw a movie that was two hours and 14 minutes, and it really felt like it was two hours and 14 minutes. I saw this movie called The Woman King, uh, with Viola Davis. Oh, right, yeah, okay. Uh, it is very beautiful. Uh, I think... Well, it felt... Yeah. It felt extremely Oscar-beaty. Uh it is about this all-female unit of warriors that protected an African kingdom of the uh, Dahomey or something in, in that name. In the 1800s, with they like very like they were very skilled and very like fairness, and uh, uh, the general uh, trains like uh, this group of recruits and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and the white man is the enemy, and black women are strong and boo white men, and also boo a little black men that's trying to. Control the Black Woman. Okay. It felt extremely uh wokish. Wokish? Sure. Walkish is the word. Yeah. I but can it, see that. It it did didn't really matter. It was a good movie anyway. Um, but I uh, it has ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes and ninety nine percent of audience score, so I was kind of like Huh. I was thinking it would be better than than it definitely was. So it had a little effect on me that the scoring was so immensely high. I that's thought it, pretty lopsided. Yeah. I would
3: that seems strange to me, but what? 94%. 99% audience score?
2: <laughs> yeah. That seems strange really to high. me. Yeah. But, uh, you yeah, know it's just like it didn't it didn't catch me as much as I I wish it was don't get me wrong it's not a bad movie just a little like it felt a little uh, what's the word I'm looking for generic also kind of in, in interpretation and it's kind of like it, it felt yeah vocation and a little pretentious and uh, nothing bad about the acting nothing bad about the script just also, I don't especially like Oscar Beatty movies. Uh, so when I kind of like feel like I'm supposed to feel a lot of emotions, I get a little like, eh. Right. But what? But when I have said all of these bad things, you would think I like give it a very, very low score. I'm not going to give it a very, very, very low score. But according to a lot of people on the internet, I'm going to give. A very very low score of seven point five. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's a fair score. Yeah, sure.
3: Uh, I mean, I guess it's kind of subjective and everything. But I'm, I'm yeah. just, uh, it's just that's just really high scores. I mean, like I'm just looking up. I was like, let's compare it to like Citizen Kane. So I looked up the Rotten mm. Tomatoes of that ninety nine percent tomato meter, ninety percent audience score which is, like, right. the opposite. So, hmm, that's right. very weird. Mm. Uh, it did, I'm just saying, apparently, that movie's equivalent, like, on the same level as Citizen Kane, basically? Yeah.
1: I
2: guess I just had, yeah, I no, haven't so, seen it, so... <laughs> I, I I think I think it's probably going to get, get Oscar nominated uh, for Best uh, Female Lead, probably. Actress, Best Female Actress. Oh, okay. Viola Davis is amazing. And it's like, she's really good. All right.
3: <laughs> the only other thing I saw was Mid-Century, which I know you saw. Mm-hmm. This does not have a good Rotten Tomatoes score. This has a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes.
2: <laughs> I wonder why. I think even that's... that's that seems high going. to me, actually. Yeah. yeah that also yeah.
3: seems way too high to me. Let's see what it's got. <laughs> uh,
2: but look, it was R-rated. So, hey, there's that. It's got a 50% audience score. Um, How the fuck has this fifty percent audience
3: score? I don't. I have no idea. Uh, I don't know who is watching this, but the dialogue is awful in this. The storyline is totally nonsensical and all over the right. place. It's about a family who moves into a house, a mid-century modern house that was created by mm-hmm. a like a very famous what architect, right? Architect, yes. Right, and. The, when they buy the house, you you know, you, when you buy a house, they have to tell you if there's been, like, a murder or something gruesome happened in the house. Mm-hmm. So they that's revealed to them when they buy the house mm, at the beginning of the movie. And obviously uh, those gruesome past events that happened in this house come back to haunt them. Very generic kind of, oh, the, the house is haunted horror movie. But the dialogue and the acting And the editing were the real problems I had with this. They were just so awful. Like, it was worse than film school level. It was porno film level bad acting in certain parts, (laughs) don't you think?
2: Yeah, No, I saw Poker Face after? No, before I saw this movie. Okay. I thought to myself, like, oh, Poker Face is going to be the least favorite movie of... Of this week, that was until I saw Mid-Century. Holy fuck, that's a terrible movie. The thing is, like, I went in with it with extremely low expectations because the reason why I watched Mid-Century was because Luke said to me when we were talking on Saturday, Oh, I saw this terrible, terrible shit movie, Mid-Century, it's the worst movie ever. And I went into that thinking, Oh, cool, I need to see this shit and it was even worse than Luke described it.
3: <laughs> I don't know how I could even do it justice in describing how bad it is like it's so and it's also so bland and boring and like yeah but somehow also gross at the same time. Yeah. I don't I don't know how they managed to do all these things that are bad and put them in the same film and then yeah. release it. Onto a streaming network, <laughs> like why? Why was this put out into the world? That's what I want to know.
2: Yeah, no, it, uh, it's it's uh, it's up there of of the worst movies of this year. I uh, I'm going to give this uh, half a point, and I I think I give that half a point to it because I I can't remember laughing as much as I did <laughs> during a movie this this this
3: week. Yeah, no, I I'll give it a zero. It has no redeeming qualities I don't think Uh, it was one of the worst movies of the year for sure it's like so bad like I said it's so bad it's indescribable you just have to see it to know what how bad it actually is like when you go into a B level horror movie which I knew that that like even me before before I went into it I knew okay this is going to be a bad B horror movie whatever but that Mm -hmm. like those, those expectations are even way too high for this film yeah
2: well, I saw one last movie. I saw Tar, or whatever. Or however uh, it's pronounced, yeah. That's, yeah. This is two hours and 38 minutes. This is a fucking long movie. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I really, really, really liked it. But I don't think you will. Uh, it is... Uh, about this lady uh, called Lydia Tarr uh, that is like the best living composer uh, conductors uh, and she's also like the first female director of the German orchestra oh my god I'm already yawning (laughs) yes I know Uh, and it is set in this international world of western classic music I mean, it's oh, wow. all about di- directing and, <laughs> and composing music. So, in <laughs> Western music, was... at that? <laughs> wow! Yeah, Not yeah. Western music. Uh, it's cla- like Western classic. It's it's called uh, that because it, she's like deduct uh, conducting. Oh, okay. I thought you uh, meant classic Western no, no, no. music. Okay. okay. No, no, no. But uh, you yeah, know, uh, I think you will despise this. But holy fuck, Kate Blanchett is good in this movie. Uh, this is one of my favorite movies of the year. Okay, I love classical music, and I love—I really, really loved her her kind of role. I think she's uh, a runaway leader for. Uh, for Oscar for female lead uh, this year. I have never seen her acting this good. And she's one of my favorite actors. Uh, so I'm going to give this a 9.5 actually. I would say I'm just not going to see this probably, but I
3: it, it, almost inevitably I will because of Oscars and uh, end right. up seeing this whether I want to or not, right? Just so I can have seen I it. I
2: don't think Luke will like it though.
3: Right, but I, I, maybe I can appreciate it in other ways, mm, filmmaking-wise, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Kate Blanchett, so if, you know, there's one positive, I guess. I don't usually go into movies caring about, like, the actors that much, unless it's, like, totally stacked with good actors, I suppose.
2: Well, I have heard rumors that the movie that we are watching this week has amazing actors in it. I didn't hear oh. that rumor, <laughs> so... Cough cough.
3: Yeah. We're gonna watch yeah. a trailer for a movie that I don't know if anybody even saw
2: The Payday.
0: How do you
1: Vertical.
2: high rewards if you don't take high risks?
0: Oh,
1: it's, oh. is
2: this a British movie? It,
0: oh I fancy logging onto a computer. This guy's very British I it, sounding.
2: I knew it was a British movie when we were watching this on Britflex. Oh yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah. It also
3: does a U.K. heist film. Yeah. But it's in 4K. A question in there somewhere? Who, this guy looks like an American actor. Actually, yeah. But he, he's not. Who am I thinking of? Yeah. Uh, oh, you're thinking of... Luke Wilson. Up, um, he looks yes. like Luke Wilson.
0: I'll be back here at 1500. Take the bag. What the hell is that? Protection. Boss's orders. <laughs> Find the back entrance. These black the man? Old.
3: I do like a heist movie, though. A good heist movie. I do. Yeah, man. And too. this doesn't look bad so far, actually. Mm-hmm. You're not over your head.
0: You've never done anything like this before.
3: This is just a little one-off payday in between jobs. One score. I remember liking her in something before. Mm-hmm. I can't think of what it was, though, right Stop. now. <laughs> the payday. That was a super generic title, though.
2: They could have done that better. Well, what is this clearly Oscar nominated movie all about, Luke? Right? It, it's gonna. It would probably be a BAFTA, right? Yes, but I can't make that joke because that's not a joke I've done 6,000 times before.
3: Right. The Payday. A broken frustrated IT technician decides to embark on a one one heist to steal valuable data worth millions uh, on the black market. Oh, to sell on the black mm-hmm. market, I would assume. Uh, 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, it's got Simon Cowell. Not that Simon
2: Cowell. Ellen Thomas nope. and Ray Lim. Um... <laughs> It's it's funny when you have to like <laughs> specify not that Simon Cowell.
3: Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't see any other scores or anything, and I only have one comment
2: that was a four out of ten on IMDb. that Okay. Says, do you, on, you don't want me to do my one? Oh, go ahead. That What's, I got. What from, do you got? From YouTube. Okay. Hold, hold, hold tight one time. That's a good nickname. Mhm. Asks when is this out? And then Britflix, two weeks ago. This is the two only comments, by the way. Uh, no, eleventh November in the US, fifth of December in the UK. I like how cool. a British movie comes out like a month later in a the month UK. later.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. From IMDb, the Payday may not make you forget of ocean of any of the Ocean movies, but it's a fun caper still. Callaway, uh. Uh, Cowl makes for an intriguing, I- intriguing villain, and the idea of cybercrime is timely enough to make this stand out. So, I mean, I like a good heist movie. I, I can see that. It- I could put that on my list of things to see, to be honest, even though, like, there's not a lot of hype around it. You know what I'm saying?
2: Okay. Also, coming out, Rose All Day is. Uh, college uh, movie. Oh, I'm it's assuming. rose
3: all day. Like the oh. wine.
2: Yeah. Okay, sorry. No, no, it's fine. I didn't realize it until uh, just now either. <laughs> anyway, it uh, has amazing reviews because it has numb. Uh Some college friends meet one year later for the rose all day pool party, however, uh, years of babies, careers, and different life paths, the cracks in their relationship surfaced. Uh, Sounds generic? Yes, it does. Uh, okay,
3: Black Panther 2. Electric Boogaloo? Wakanda Forever. Ah. Uh, uh, the characters, uh, Fight to protect the nation from intervening world powers in the wake of King T'Challa's death. As the Wakandans strive to embrace the next chapter, the heroes must band together with Nakia and Everett Ross to forge a new path for their beloved kingdom. It's got Angela Bassett, Michael B. Jordan, Chadwick Boseman, Letitia Wright.
2: Uh, yeah. I don't so, think Chadwick Sh- Boseman is this.
3: Well, maybe like... uh, kind of dead. They probably had flashbacks to the other movie. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 7.4 out of 10 on B. 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. 67% on Metacritic. 88% of Google users liked it. Oh, did they maybe Princess Leia him? I didn't think about that. No, they said they wouldn't Princess Leia him. They wouldn't do it. Okay, all right. No. Good. All right, good. Because that would be really fucked up. That would be fucked up.
2: I really liked uh, the first the first one. I thought it was that fine. Was really good.
3: It was yeah. another superhero movie to me, and I'm not a superhero movie fan, but it was fine.
2: Really? I didn't know that about you. Right. I don't mention that ever. <laughs> Never heard that before. Mm. Uh, well, uh, the next movie will cost me 29 Norwegian crowns to oh, watch on YouTube. That's a bit. 29 Norwegian crowns? That's like $3. Look. Oh, okay. So, no, it's not a lot. Uh, Burning at Both Ends is a movie caught behind enemy lines in 1942. A small group of resistant fighters broadcast a message of hope to follow survivors over the radio as they try to avoid the Gestapo. Jesus Christ Almighty. Uh, four point seven out of ten on IMDb. Uh, four point five out of ten on Film Affinity. It has Corey Elves in it. Look, who? You're Corey Elves. yeah, uh, you got me. Okay, Corey Elves, Fableman. Oh. Corey Elves is from 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 the first uh the first Saw movie. Oh,
3: oh, right. Uh, yeah, how do how do you say his last name? Yeah, I don't... Core elves. I don't think that's how, how his name's pronounced. Elves. Elves, yeah. El- like elves. Uh, sure. Uh, the Fablemans. It, uh, young Sammy Fableman falls in love with movies after his parents take him to see the greatest show on Earth. Armed with the camera, Sammy starts to make his own films at home, much to the delight of his supportive mother. Uh, 8.3 out of 10 on IMB, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, 92% on Fantago, 86% of Google users liked it, uh, Steven Spielberg, starring Seth Rogen, David Lynch, uh, hmm. uh, Gabrielle LaBelle. Another David
2: Lynch. <laughs> Paul Dano is in it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really want to see this movie, but I'm going to. Miss...
3: Right. Yeah, I'm pretty much feeling the same way about it. Oscar. At least from, <laughs> at least from Oscar. the stuff I've seen for it so far. But maybe,
2: yeah, maybe it'll. The trailer looked exactly uh, uh, what was it? I said like the Polar Express trailer. Oh. And I hated the Polar Express.
3: Yeah, and I didn't get that at all. I don't. I don't know where you're getting that, but.
2: Maybe we saw different trailers, I suppose. Uh, When the train is kind of like coming towards the camera, that looks exactly like the the beginning of...
3: uh, Oh, okay, sure. uh, I don't remember that from the trailer, I guess. Yeah. Anyway.
2: uh, Bar fight. Having split everything in their lives after a breakup, former couple Nina and Alan compete in the looks... Luxurious custody battle for their favorite watering hole. Okay. Uh, this has uh, amazing ruse, like uh, 29% on Rotten Tomatoes and 4.9 out of 10. And I'm the bee, so I'm sure it is a good movie.
3: I don't like movies that the title has an exclamation point in it. That's never a Me good sign. neither. It's always a bad sign. <laughs> uh, Sam and Kate four characters become tangled in a love triangle because of this they are forced to confront their pasts and make new love work in their life Um, 71% on Rotten Tomatoes 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb 3 out of 5 on Common Sense Uh, it's got Mm -hmm. Dustin Hoffman and Sissy
2: Spacek though well you're not going to believe this but I don't really want to see any of the movies coming out this week and uh, not even Black Panther 2 Electric Bugle. I think The Payday
3: actually is the one I want to see the most, to be honest. Um, Like I said, I like a good heist yeah. movie. It was kind of giving me maybe like a... What do you call it? Um, Lockstock vibes a little bit because it's a British heist movie also.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I love Lux- Lockstock. I haven't seen Lockstock in many years.
3: <laughs> I've yeah, seen it okay. recently, and like, the t- you can tell, it like, you watch it now, and you can see how low-budget it really was, like, the camera right. work, and the camera quality, and stuff like that. It's, like, it's actually shot on film, so it looks, like, so different than a movie nowadays, you know?
2: I mean, he he is an amazing director when he has good actors, so yeah. there is that.
3: Yeah, I think he had his... his t- Twilight period at the beginning of his career
2: definitely though oh yeah no the later things he directed is pretty shitty I still don't forgive him for that uh, Madonna movie whatever it was called when he was
3: married to Madonna yeah it was a one word title and I think it started with an S I don't remember coming next week news of the week was it shit it probably
2: <laughs> it,
3: well, yes, the movie shit <laughs> Uh, coming in the next week, News of the Week, TV and Movies of the Week, Cabinet of Curiosity, Episode 4. Another digital review Mm -hmm. of The Menu. I mean, that sounds like a horror movie Mm. to me, but I don't know.
2: It sounds like a... Cannibal... Cooking. Cooking. Cooking movie? It sounds like a movie movie about cannibals to me. You know what I mean? But you said coming up next week. Didn't I say in the beginning that this was the last... This was the it last doesn't... week. we
3: Oh yeah, my bad. We're this. Yeah. We're, d- we're done
2: now. Because Poland, because Poland, and because that Trump. Be the tackle. Of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. People that that are uh, like Christians and says like this is the end of the world. Yes, but it has always been like that for the last. 40 years so
3: <laughs> yeah i don't know there's uh, always something right i think i was more pessimistic last night about poland than i am this morning waking up this morning right. so uh
2: me too
3: i'm feeling pretty good about it to be honest i think Not it may actually even it. help with i think it may actually help with diplomacy to be honest that little mistake mm. may actually make people realize oh shit we need to like this could actually get really bad really fast. And people are going to go, we don't want to do this anymore. And I think that could actually increase talks. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mmm. Yeah, that's a good idea, I guess. I disapp- well, just, that's my positive outlook on it, I guess. Mmm. Yeah. Well, uh, Jeremy Round, do you have
2: anything for the Jeremy Round? look?
3: Uh, Mr. Beast passed PewDiePie. Subs, yeah, he did. Um, that's a big kind of big milestone for uh, YouTube. You know, there's plenty of like other kind of like conglomerate pl- pages like CocoMelon that aren't like individual creators. But when you think of like Mr. Beast, he like built his career o- out of YouTube. You know what I mean? Where CocoMelon uh, is not exactly the same on the same level. Uh, but that's it's good for. I mean. He's always been about uh, subscribers. I don't know. Uh, there's going to be a point where Mr. Beast goes beyond YouTube and becomes like a main mainstream
2: st- celebrity. I think maybe. Right. Yeah. I definitely think that is going to happen. Before. We we think. What would we'll... be a Mr.
3: Beast TV show? What would that even look like, though? <clears throat> I have no idea. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Uh.
2: You got anything? Well, not really. People have been really busy playing God of War. I've seen some of it, I'm not that interested.
3: And the new Sonic game came out too, which a lot of people are playing
2: that. Oh yeah, people were so incredibly tired uh, tired of that uh, right away. It seemed like a shit uh, game, to be honest.
3: It seemed like uh, the graphics. Well, from what I've watched of people playing it, like the graphics look nice. It's just there's not enough stuff in this giant world to do, right? That's mm. what I. That's I think it's. What was that one game that everybody made fun of because you were just walking around all the time? That like right, open the walking world later game. Right. Yeah. Um. I think people are kind of like on feeling the same about this, but because you know. Sonic is supposed to be, like, super fast-paced and, like, bing, boom, bing, bing, bouncing off of things, and that's right. just not the gameplay that this game is giving off, and people don't like that yeah. about it. Yeah.
2: Uh. uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, one of the biggest, uh, superstars in football, came out and, in an explosive interview with, uh, with, uh, gosh, uh, uh, Pierce Morgan, uh, uh, where he says that he uh, uh, felt that he was forced by M- Manchester United uh, out of uh, the troop and things like that. A very interesting interview. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't like Pierce Morgan, but he gets uh, a lot of interesting people to talk to him.
3: Uh, sure. I mean, he doesn't ever ask the right questions because of where he's coming from. He always tries to like spin it towards like for his own purpose. So I don't necessarily think it matters that he has interesting people, but I don't know. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, it, like Andrew Tate, uh, he could have asked a million questions that were important, but he asked the questions he did that weren't important. I don't know. Speaking of Andrew Tate, Jig Paul, Andrew Tate fight. What do you think of that? I hope it happens. Uh, I, what I'm going to understand, it says here five hours ago, Logan Paul demands Andrew Tate sign contract uh, before fighting. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's obvious. I don't know why that's even an article. Like, of course they're going to have to sign a contract.
2: I mean, Logan Paul said it was going to happen, and he, and Andrew Tate said it would happen. The problem is that I'm not sure I want any of them to win. Honestly, I'd rather
3: Jake Paul win in this situation somehow. I don't know how that... Than Andrew Tate? I think it's great marketing on Jake's Paul, Jake Paul's part, because this is, like, one of the only people in the world that people would be cheering for Jake Paul. <laughs> right? Mm, I guess so. Yeah. I think so. Uh, Oh, the Unus Honus anniversary videos. Those were interesting. Oh, yeah. Did you watch both cute. of them? I sent one of them yeah. to you, but it was like they yeah, were... I watched both interviewing each other but then like uh you didn't have the questions you only heard the answers right that was yeah it was a very interesting like concept for uh, mm-hmm. for like an anniversary type video um i liked it an interview without the questions uh, that's just an interesting concept all in all right mm-hmm. yeah uh, uh the yeah. megan trailer Oh yeah, we watched that. Scary. What were we watching? We were watching one of the TV shows
2: we saw this week,
3: and I got a commercial for it. And I was instantly like,
2: "During yeah, it was on 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 Saturday because we were watching Tulsa King, right? Uh, No, it was Monday. Sorry, we were watching
3: Tulsa King. Yeah, sometimes like when I'm when I'm depending on what streaming service I have, like some of streaming services I have, I have no commercials and then other streaming services i have like the commercial version and whatever that was on that's i have commercials for and Mm -hmm. i'll just sit there and describe the stupid american commercials to fro sometimes and this one i was just like oh no oh this is creepy basically (laughs) the whole time (laughs) and then i had to end up showing it to you because it was so it totally uh it makes you want to see the movie for sure. I don't know if it's going to be a oh, good, good movie, but it looks fucking creepy as hell. Uh, yeah, it comes out next year. It's called Megan. I think that's pretty much it. All
2: that I got, unless you got anything else. Hmm. Uh, junior vision. Junior Eurovision this year is probably better than it has uh, ever been. Oh, it's on. It's happening right now. Uh, no, well, they have uh, all of the entrances have. Uh, all the uh, songs are out. In. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, the quality of it is really, really high. Oh, I remember the David Dobrik
3: pizza thing. Did you see anything about David Dobrik pizza thing? He opened uh, a pizza yeah. shop. Okay. Oh. Okay. And apparently it was really, it's really popular, but. Before, like the day before it opened, somebody spray painted uh, "rapist" on the side of the building, uh, and so they had to like cover it up really quick. The day before, or it, maybe it was two days before the grand opening of his new pizza pizza place. Yeah, that was a little interesting. Yeah. Well,
2: that's uh, all I have to uh, call out for.
3: Yeah, there was like the huge cryptocurrency thing, but I don't even really know what eh. the deal is with that whole thing. Like, I would I tried to get into they it, and I was like, "This is way too confusing." I don't even want to talk yeah. about it on the show, right? Yeah,
2: it's they went bankrupt. Boo hoo, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of how I feel. Also, I felt I felt so sorry for them. Um, cough 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 cough.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, there was the whole Elon Twitter thing that's still happening and will continue to happen. It- <sighs> so, yeah, that was the week. I'm
2: I'm already tired of him having Twitter after oh, my two gosh. weeks of having... T- oh, yeah. There's already talks that
3: uh, he's going to file bankruptcy already, which is... And yeah, he, there's, like, uh, all this stuff with the employees. He's going to fire a ton of yeah. employees and, like, horrible working conditions. Um. Howie Mandel is going to be on H3 today by the way. Talking about the prolapse. Oh, yeah, I know that. Talking about the prolapse,
2: which that I'm excited for. Yeah. That's something to look forward to in the future. Yeah. So, I hope that we will see each other next week. I believe we will. I think I think we're good. We'll meet again. Don't know when. Don't know when. But we will meet again some summer holiday, or on Wednesday. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.
1: Bye, everybody.
0: Another, another digital, another digital citizen.
1: Another digital citizen.
0: Another digital citizen.
1: Another digital citizen. 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 Citizen.